0: Hello and welcome to Conversations with the Voice of Reason. I am your host, Benjamin Boyce, and today's conversant is Rupa Subramanya, who is a Canadian and a columnist and has been writing on various cultural and political issues for a number of years now. She's also international, too, so she has a perspective from the point of view of India and the Middle East and Canada. Recently, she wrote a column for Barry Weiss's Common Sense publication, and this column was about Canada's medical assistance in dying program or made. What's going on up in Canada is Kind of crazy They are expanding Who gets to access doctor-assisted Death from people Who are terminally ill whose death is imminent To people with other concerns Who might survive but don't want to Put up with surviving or Can't afford to survive in Canada And also mental health issues Can get you the shot Or I don't even know if there's a euphemism yet For what they are giving The soon-to-be-deceased And also they're opening up this program to what they call mature minors. Basically, some kid who's over the age of 12 who checks off a certain amount of I don't know, cognitive behavioral tests. I am very fascinated with this, especially as it overlaps with the affirmative model of care in gender. And this maids thing is kind of an affirmative model for euthanasia. So I have links to Rupa's work down there in the description. Without further ado, here is Rupa Supermania.
1: Fantastic. Well, it's uh it's a real pleasure to be here uh be be here on your show with you. It's uh been a huge fan of your work and uh, I know a lot of my friends follow your work closely. I I believe you um recently had Sh- Shannon Boshi who happens to be a friend of mine. Um, yeah, uh, a lot really? of my friends. Really? Okay, I was going to
0: hey. covertly bring him up.
1: Okay. Yeah, no, he's, um, he's a friend of mine. And I think you've also had Mia Ashton. So, you know, these are people that I, you know, hang out with uh, a lot. And uh, so and, and, you know, they've, been, they've talked about you many, many times. And, oh. and yeah. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So it's great to be here.
0: Well, I'm very grateful to have you on and to meet you as well. The more I look into this topic, Mm-hmm. It's like it's a whole other rabbit hole like I've been uh, going through this yeah. gender thing for a while. Yeah, now,
1: and yeah. There's a lot mm-hmm. of
0: overlap here Potentially.
1: There is a great deal of overlap. In fact, you know, that was one of the things that I was trying to um, um, uh, get into uh, while uh, researching my story is that uh, given the high rates of suicide in the um, detransitioning community uh, or in the gender dysphoria space in general, um, surely there are stories of um, anecdotes about people wanting to explore this as an option, uh, medical assistance in dying. And um, I did uh, manage to reach out to a couple of people, but they were very, very hesitant to, uh, to speak with me and they got cold feet at the, uh, at the last minute. And then, and also I encountered that um, the activists in this space uh, um, were also very reluctant to put me in touch with people who they knew were uh, 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 looking into MAID as an option because they just didn't want um, to encourage. Um, you know, that kind of thinking. And, you know, and, and they just they just felt very uncomfortable um, putting someone like that in touch with a journalist. So, you know, so that that just went cold. So I couldn't I couldn't uh, pursue that. But I, I do think I mean, you you do make an excellent point there. I mean, it is there is a great deal of uh, overlap between the two. And now, now I'm starting to see a bunch of people reaching out to me and saying, you know, there's a lot of conversation happening around medical assistance and dying in this community. And uh, and I said, well, yeah, I mean, I pointed that out to you guys about a month ago, but no one wanted to speak to me. But, uh, mm-hmm. but you know, it is definitely happening for sure.
0: And what turned you on to this topic? How did it first ping your radar?
1: What- well you know there was uh I mean this has been this has been getting a great deal of coverage here in Canada uh, over the last few months um, and um, you know almost every week there's a story about medical assistance and dying in the press and there was this uh, big Associated Press story that appeared in August I, I believe uh it was a fairly big um, expose on uh, medical assistance and dying in Canada uh it, it was very comprehensive and very uh, disturbing uh, but um, what was lacking in the story and no no uh, you know I, I don't mean to um, you know uh, offend the journalist here but uh, many of the ad- anecdotes were um, were from several years ago. Um, and and so none none of none of the stories were current. So what I wanted to do was I wanted to you know with with the advice of my editor uh, um, editors Barry Barry Wise and Peter Peter Savodnik um, we really wanted to make this more current you know get in stories of people who are currently um, um, contemplating uh, made and uh, seriously looking into it as an option and uh, so it required uh, me to. Re- Really track down these people. I mean, scour the internet, social media, chat, chat rooms. You name it. And um, and 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 what I found was extremely disturbing. Um, you know, we've gotten to a point here in Canada where um, it's just people are applying for maid because they can't afford to pay their bills. Uh, many of these folks are on the margins of society. They're some of the most vulnerable people um, uh, in society. And, uh, you know, they're they're, uh, 100% reliant on disability benefits, for example. Um, And uh, when you reach a certain age um, in some provinces here in Canada, you uh, lose some of your disability benefits because the pension kicks in or there's some kind of a clawback. It's a very complicated system. So Mm. many of these folks find find themselves in a situation where they can't uh, the, the the shortfall that they experience every month is a couple of hundred bucks and 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 based on that you know they're 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 saying i just can't make this have work anymore. I don't want to go on GoFundMe and, you know, be at the, uh, you know, receive um, money from the public. I just, uh, you know, I don't want to do that. I've done that before. I don't want to keep doing that for the rest of my life. Hmm. And uh, I can't afford the med- medicines. I can't afford the medicines for my chronic back pain, my, um, my, uh, my uh, depression, and um, y- you name it. And uh, I just um, seriously, considering made and what what's going on here as well is that uh made is going to be expanded to uh, mental illness next march
0: Uh, and and that's that's set.
1: yeah yeah it's it's gonna happen and uh um which which really does open it up now uh already track two made which is what is in place right now um it was uh that that kicked in in 2021 uh and track two made is where Death uh, does not have to be uh, foreseeable.
0: Yeah, or imminent, like within a year or two years or something like that. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. So, you know, the example that uh, uh, a doctor I spoke to gave me is, look, you could be 70 years old and diabetic uh, and have type 2 diabetes, and your death is not foreseeable, but you can say, look, I just don't want to live this way anymore. I just don't want to keep taking insulin. I don't want to do this anymore. So I'm going to apply for MAID, and very likely that person would get approved. And, um, and, and uh, you know, it's, it's quite disturbing. So when you expand it to mental illness, uh, what are we looking at here? Um, you know, at some point, we're all dealing with some kind of mental illness. Um, I, mm-hmm. I know I've publicly talked about my issues and um, and a lot of us go through this, so then, so, you know, so what's, what's yeah. uh, you know, it, it, it really is um, a very disturbing sort of, you know, where we're heading into is it's rather disturbing and of course, The next level to this is that uh, they're also contemplating expanding it to mature minors. Mature minors. Minors. It's a very peculiar term, uh, but uh, it's anyone over the age of 12 and under the age of 17. (laughs) um, and, And, you know, they're finding themselves in a situation uh, uh, where, you know, things are just unbearable, uh, could uh, potentially be an option for them. And this is still being um, uh, talked about. I think it's not 100 percent. Um, going to happen, from what I understand, but it's seriously being discussed right now. Um, and, and given given the way things are proceeding, you know, I wouldn't at all be surprised if uh, if it's expanded to mature minors as well.
0: I wonder. Have you heard any rumors about this being rolled out into prisons? Uh, oh One yes. report. One report from your articles and yeah. the attached articles is that yeah. uh, the government's going to save potentially a hundred million dollars in healthcare. Uh, yeah is yeah. is one way but you could also save a lot of money with the prison system if you kind of just say well you know what you have a life sentence maybe you don't want to live for the rest of the-. it's not capital mm-hmm. punishment but it's an option yeah right? serve life well uh
1: there was a report, and I forget the name of this report. It came out a couple of years ago, I think, I believe just just before the pandemic or maybe just after the pandemic. And it was by uh, someone who was auditing the prison um, you know, uh, system and what was happening there. And he specifically looked at medical assistance in dying and found that uh, several inmates had actually um, used MAID uh, or, or they were looking at made as an option. And then I think the reading between the lines, someone said, yeah, I think, you know, we might as well, uh you know, uh, approve this. And uh, with, with, with really no oversight, no, no, nothing, nothing, no, no checks uh in place, nothing. It was just done. And this, 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 the report's conclusion was, this is very disturbing. I mean, uh you know, we need some laws in place here that would prevent uh, misuse of, of medical assistants dying in the prison system, you can't just kill people because you're you're running out of cells, or you know it's it's too expensive to maintain people in the prison system. I it, uh, I, I forget the name of the report, but it was it was quite extraordinary when I was you know when I read it a couple of months ago. I also wanted to. Uh, well, you know, get into that. Uh, But, you know, I I, I just I could only focus on a a certain number of Mm -hmm. stories. And yeah, yeah, but but for sure, it is it is definitely has been documented in the prison system here in Canada.
0: Yeah. And you one aspect of your story was that there's these death cafes. There's like Mm -hmm. these uh, internet meetups where people who are contemplating dying can eat yeah. coffee and cake and share stories exactly. and co-ruminate yeah. on dying. So if we map yeah. like what Shannon's doing, mapping detransition and, yeah. and transition and mm-hmm. the uh, social or the internet phenomena of trans identity yeah. and how it just exploded yeah. and is uh, yeah. just kind of taking people over in these groups. Yeah. If yeah. that is, if that's how the internet works, especially mm-hmm. with mental health people with mental health problems mm-hmm. and this made thing is attached to it or assisted in dying. Uh, in dying. Right. And we also mm-hmm. have a medical industry that is very lax when it comes to transition and to a certain respect, abortion. And I think it's kind yeah. of on a continuum. You're probably yeah. going to see the same effect, this weather effect, where people are going to ruminate about dying and make yeah. suicide their identity and then become activists for this thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, we've basically normalized... I mean, death is a part of life, of course, but we've normalized um, suicide. We've normalized it to such an extent that, you know, you can, you're discussing it, it at these cafes. You're meeting up with people. We're thinking about it. Um, you're, you, you've essentially, they're dead doulas, for example. I mean, Could I've Could you, heard you of expand doula, on that? Yeah. A dead doula is someone uh, very similar to a doula who helps. A, a woman give birth, um uh there these doulas help someone die like they prepare them mentally I suppose for uh for for their death and you know um, coach them know, breathing whatever.
0: techniques and stuff like
1: that. I I suppose, I suppose. I'm not quite sure what a dead doula does but it is it is certainly um something that is part of the medical assistance and dying uh, regime here in Canada uh with several um uh, centers offering Offering death doula services. Uh, but it is, yeah, and, and I think there are like 2,000 cafes, death cafes around the world. Uh, several of them are in Canada. And um, um, it, it's all very morbid. I mean, of course, you know, death is a part of life. We talk about death all the time, death is in, inevitable. But um, I think where this is going is that we've kind of romanticized it. You know, does that make sense? I mean,
0: uh, Expand on if, that. You,
1: if, you, if, you, if you see some of the literature, so I, I urge your listeners and your viewers to um, go to um, what's this organization called? Uh, uh, Death with Dignity or something. Um, yeah. um, um, it's, it's a well known um, uh, medical assistance and dying organization. Dying with Dignity. Right. They're they're really well known here in Canada. They're, it's called Dying with Dignity, hmm. and uh, and they offer. I mean, if you if you look at some of some of the stuff they say, I mean, it's it's like, um, you know, it's it's almost romanticizing uh,
0: this passage, death. this great uh, transformation yeah, or release, yeah, and
1: exactly. Now now look, I mean, someone who is critically ill and they have. Um, a, a, you know a few months to live and it's it's just nothing is working you know I get that I mean I, I I respect that person's right to um to to go the medical assistance and dying route but what what is going on here and as I as it comes out in, in my story is that look at the case of Keanu Vafayan, 23 years old uh died diabetic um going and 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 going blind, uh, he's lost vision in one eye and, um, and the diagnosis for him, as far as his vision, uh, his eyesight is concerned is not, not good going forward. Um, he's, he's, he's only 23 and he had been, uh, talking about MAID, he had been looking at MAID for a couple of years, but were I think for about four years, I think. And, but he wasn't eligible for it at that time because made at that time hadn't yet been, um, Expanded to track two made, which is where your death is not reasonably foreseeable.
0: Even but- track two made is just so. <laughs> <laughs> Orwellian, <laughs> like uh, like only a bureaucracy could come up with something like that
1: yeah yeah um it, I mean it is I mean even 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 the term made is is just so incredible right I mean it just when, when you Google made obviously you you come up with made services like cleaning services but uh, but you know this is it's it's so it's so bizarre but anyway so you're looking at people like 23 year old Kianu bufayan. Uh, who applies for maid? Um, uh, you know, he he tells you know he's just he 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 goes to Florida and uh, goes to a top eye um, um, a, a specialist there. Sees him and and the diagnosis is pretty bad. He returns to Canada and he's he's depressed. He's um, you know he he's you know he's lonely and uh, and and uh, he says I'm going to apply for maid and that's what he does and he gets approved. And, um and and uh, you know if not for the efforts of his mother if not for the fact that his mother discovered that this had happened and created um a so you know created um, um, an issue for the doctor who approved uh, his his uh, his his application uh Keanu probably would have died uh, he probably wouldn't be alive anymore um and uh, so it was it was extraordinary that in his case um, he was approved i mean this this is, he's 23 years old i mean i've spoken to him many many times and i've spoken to mm. him um post the story and um and he's kind of grateful that he's he's alive he you know the last time i was in touch with him about a month ago he you know he said yeah you know i have um looking at things differently now and uh and that that was that was quite something it was very touching
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: I mean he's still mad at his mother at least l- the last time I spoke to him he's he's mad at her because you know he mm-hmm. says look I'm an adult my mother had no business here uh, but you know, you also have to understand the perspective of a parent. Uh, you know, she was fighting to save her son's life, and uh, she took to social media. She took, um, did a change.org thing, uh, petition where um, uh, you know she she publicly named the doctor and the maid house where this procedure was about to take place on uh, September tenth, um, I believe. Um, and so
0: they have, uh, and- they've just houses i guess yeah yeah you go there you die and they pack up your body ship it off somewhere
1: (laughs) i i I think so yeah i mean and and what is extraordinary about all of this ben is that um all of this is happening through texting between the doctor and Keanu. And I was like, you know, the doctor's like, Keanu's like, you know, I would like to die on this particular date. He says, "Well, you know, I don't um do anything on the weekends, but I do make house calls and uh um and and this is all happening via text. And it's it's incredible how um that's what I mean. You know, it's just become so incredibly normal uh, Normal now. Yeah, We've normalized yeah. it. You know, you're just doing it on Zoom, he says. You know, uh, so the mother, um, uh, you know, as I get into my story, uh, as I show in my story, calls the doctor pretending to be someone else. And, um, and she says, look, I have type 1 diabetes and I'm experiencing vision loss. Um, and uh, I, you know, and I would like to, um, you know, I would like to discuss Check my out. options with you. Yeah. yeah. And he says, well, yeah, plenty of patients just like you um what do you want to know and she says well you know I like I am just tired of living this way and um and she records this conversation and I've heard this um and uh and I, you know it's just how nonchalant he is he's just um this is about someone's life and um and 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 you know and and uh, you know it's not not something to be taken lightly but yet uh the the, the manner in which he's dealing with this is, is just like, you know, yeah, you know, it's like, c- come in, you know, yeah, I'll schedule you in for a knee surgery next week. You know, mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. a big deal. I do tons of these things all the time. So it's not a big deal. That's where made is right now. We've just, it's basically like any other uh, procedure you would get done, uh, dental work or.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's pure yeah. service model.
1: yeah yeah and And, i'm um, sure
0: uh, a patient or somebody who's seeking death uh through doctor could just keep on calling different doctors until they find the doctor that gives them what Uh, they want
1: yeah yeah now this this particular doctor he's incredibly well known he's very powerful Mm. um yeah oh yeah yeah he's he's very well known he um he's um you know consulted um the the the, the government of ontario has actually uh consulted him on uh, a range of uh things uh different things including uh their pandemic uh responses uh their response to the pandemic and uh and he's been very um I think he's been at the forefront of advocating for school closures. I believe this is what uh, some someone who read my story told me. I, I'd never heard of this doctor before, but uh, my my research indicates he's very well known and he's quite powerful. And so, you know, many doctors emailed me and messaged me shortly after they read my story, and they were really uh, shocked um, to to read it. And but they didn't want to publicly. They didn't want to come out and say anything about it publicly uh, for fear of, uh, (laughs) um, you know, whatever consequences for fear of retaliation, whatever consequences they they could they would potentially face if they were to take this guy on publicly. I tried reaching out to him, but I got nowhere. And um, um, and 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 he's now deleted his Twitter account. So this, you know, the, the the. shortly after the story came out, I believe a bunch of people were tagging him and deleted his Twitter account. But what I wanted to say was like, you know, when 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 Margaret Murcila, Kiano Vafayan's mother, calls him and says, you know, I'm looking uh, at made as an option and I would like to get the whole thing done by December. This is a conversation that's happening uh, in early September, I believe, and she wants everything to be done. Like, but that's it, start to finish. I want it done by the holidays, um, and uh, he says which holidays, and she says Christmas, and uh, and, and 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 so. Uh, Does he say I'm, he I'm said, booked yeah. out
0: through March or?
1: No, he said, yeah, yeah. He says, yeah. I, I think that can be done. I think, I, I, I yeah. You know, <laughs> let me think about it. Like, you know, I think it's possible. It's doable. I'll work uh, with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and she says, great. And that was the end of the conversation. And he says, you know, we could do a consultation on Zoom. I mean, I'm all for technology. I'm all for you know having conversations on Zoom, and you know, but but when it comes to someone wanting to die? Yeah. Uh, you know, you're if you, first of all there's this phone conversation that you have, you have a brief phone conversation and the next step in this process is a consultation on Zoom and then what comes next, you you make a formal application and then you get approved and then what you die by December. It's it's quite extraordinary and
0: uh, I can I, the the gender model of medicine or how medicine has adapted to giving people the gender that they want you can mail order your hormones at this point there's companies Mm -hmm. that'll send you your hormones you just go on an app so i'm sure that if if the same thing follows you'll just get mailed like the the comatose drug and the muscle relaxer drug and do it yourself right
1: yeah 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 um uh, yeah, a, If you're going to
0: kill yourself, you're going to kill yourself. We can't stop you from killing yourself. We can only help yeah. you do that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's essentially come come to that. It, it's just another service, and, and of course, um, the the other side to this is is uh, is, is all of the cost savings um, in the in in the medical system. Well, uh, in, on society, it, everything. Yeah, if there's yeah, less people and,
0: around. There's less global warming too, so it completely fits into saving the world and saving the yeah. environment, saving well, energy. Well, I
1: mean, yeah, that's that's exactly uh, you know that's the kind of uh, direction we're um, heading in, and um, it's. Uh, I mean, what can I say? I mean, it, the, the whole thing is, um, you know, just 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 disturbing at many different levels. I, you know, I keep referring to the story of Keanu Vafayan. I mean, this young 23 year old guy, he's uh, incredibly charming. He is incredibly um, with it. He's a very, very intelligent person. Um, he's just a young man who's suffered a lot physically and mentally and emotionally his parents went through a very bad divorce um and uh and 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 for him to uh, get approved for made and he was almost about to die if not for his mother uh it, it's just you know it, it makes me ask the question like how many such people have already died uh in well this it's matter? not gonna get
0: less the numbers are yeah. going up from... The numbers
1: now. are yeah. definitely going up. And here's the thing. Um, uh, track 2 made only came into effect last year. So we don't really have a full year of data yet. But that's going to... We're, we're, we're going to get it soon. And it's going to reflect in the numbers. And Yeah, uh,
0: okay. So with... So I know that Canada Canada's government has suppressed the data around that Bill C sixteen and I don't know why you guys name uh, all the bills between uh, fourteen and twenty, and, I, but yeah. the, <laughs> it's all the same. But the the gender recognition kind of act, right? right and right, the effect right. of that that that's had on women in pr- prisons yeah. and bathrooms and mm-hmm. and rape mm-hmm. statistics, all that they they've mm-hmm. squashed that down. It'd yeah. be A lot more difficult for them to do that with death one supposes but it's not without outside of the realm of possibility that they could just withhold that
1: well it's interesting you say that because when it comes to made data the cause of death is not medical assistance and dying from what i understand the cause of death is whatever your underlying condition was so yeah, it is. It's 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 a little confusing, but um, so it could be your cause of death could be di- diabetes or yeah um,
0: or nihilism. Uh,
1: yeah, you whatever it is that remember, death does not have to be foreseeable, um, and so it could be pretty much anything um, uh, being the cause of death, um, and. Yeah, so, sorry, sorry, what was your question, Ben? Uh, I, uh, you. Oh,
0: I'm, my my mind's just going oh, sti- all over the... But the statistics, oh, yeah, yeah. With the, 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 the data, the data. data, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but e- no matter, uh, even if you just look at where Canada is with respect to uh, these debts... Um, it's it's one of the highest in the world. I think we've it's it's even higher than any European country. It's like country, three
0: which... to five percent, depending on the province. Is...
1: Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, Van, uh, British Columbia, um, Vancouver Islands, especially. I think it's like seven percent um, of at one death period,
0: is caused yes. by made, but that MAID. could be that's, uh, it's probably likely that most of those deaths were foreseeable deaths, or it's going to happen pretty soon.
1: Um I'm I would have to look at the data but uh I think So you're
0: even doubting that it would be that.
1: Uh, so again the reason uh, that not being reasonably foreseeable only that so tract to made only kicked in last year. So we don't quite so I think it was last March. So we don't really have um a whole bunch of data right now to really in the
0: middle uh, of a pandemic that is uh incredibly increased mental health problems depression suicide yeah
1: suicidality. yeah yeah absolutely and uh so uh but i w- yeah i would say i mean i i, I would say that in, in in on vancouver island for example it, it's probably uh a lot of track one made people dying uh where you know they're they're just uh, it's cancer or um you know whatever else it is um that they're suffering from um you know where death is uh just imminent basically and they've exercised uh made uh, as an option uh, they've gone the maid route but um but yeah i mean the this, this the 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 data certainly suggests that canada is um up there in terms of uh uh the number of people uh, accessing MAID and actually getting approved as well and dying uh, in the end. Um, and if you look at from 2016 to uh, when, when when MAID first began to about now, I mean, the numbers are extraordinary. It's been a rapid um, increase. Deployment, in, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think even more than some european countries it's it's even 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 um and as a lot of doctors say it, uh, who 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 i spoke to uh, who 're not necessarily opposed to made when it comes to um, critical illness when it comes to um, individuals who who are about to die anyway um, so this one doctor I spoke to um he uh, he's actually he actually sits he's, he's a physician chair at his hospital on I and mean, sits on the made maid committee uh and he's you know he, he told me look I'm not I'm not opposed to made in, in in the sense that if your if death is imminent, and it it's unbearable you have uh, stage uh, three cancer and uh whatnot. I can see that, but what's happening here is that you have this slippery slope um essentially, and it um where all kinds of um there are all kinds of reasons for uh exercising made as an option and what is lacking in the Canadian healthcare system, unlike in the Euro- in European countries, is that unlike in Belgium and the Netherlands, uh, where um, uh, where medical assistance and dying is also a thing, is that they actually have. It, it's not easy to get made. You know, you can't just. You know, there are all kinds of checks in place. There's mm-hmm. all kinds of um, mm-hmm. um, uh, things in place that uh, that that you know make it difficult to access it so perhaps that's one reason why their numbers are not as high as ours
0: in reading about this and and i'm like just kind of peeking over the abyss here so there's a lot that i don't know what's going on but mm-hmm. one thing just linguistically that's coming up a lot is this yeah. word called dignity and that mm-hmm. word is so squishy and valuable and and it just it suggests all this great stuff for yeah. this this ideal human life, human dignity. And yeah. just like within the gender medicalization, there's these terms that are not medical terms. They're value oriented terms that just become the kind of the guiding principle or the umbrella for all this other rumination and all this other kind of rationalization of this process. Why, what's your take on the word dignity? Uh, Pops up over and over and over again. Why is that yeah. the guiding Principle. Well, I'm, I'm wondering if that's why Canada, if there's some sort of value within Canada culturally, that's making mm-hmm. them slip into this very permissive, liberal, progressive use of dying. By
1: yeah. Doctor. Um. Well. So. Uh, yeah. I mean, look. If you're dying with dignity, so um, that I suppose you know, if you if you are um in so much pain and it you you just you know it's unbearable and you um you're suffering constantly and this is not how you want to um, y- you know you and you want to be you 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 want to be able to decide when you die and your loved ones also suffer because they see you suffering and everybody's suffering at this point and 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 i and i suppose the the term dignity there makes sense to me i think it it um it it has its place there you know do you for some people they just want to be able to set their own terms you know that's one way of dying with dignity i suppose you 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 don't you Mm -hmm. take matters into your own hands and you uh, decide when you want to die on what date and how you want to die and uh, and and uh, you're it, in charge at a
0: certain level of cognitive functioning too. Like I'm not slobbering and pooping everywhere, and I can exactly. still make sentences. And stuff
1: yeah, like, yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, and and so I suppose, I suppose, yeah. I mean, for a lot of people, they 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 still want to um, have their dignity in place. They don't want to see themselves get to this point where that's that this is happening to them, where they're no longer in control of their bodily functions, for example, um, and um, and they just wanna put an end to their suffering. Mm-hmm. So I can see that, but the thing is, I mean, this is now being applied, It's what, what, what's ridiculous, it's being applied to everything now. I mean, how does someone not being able to, um, uh, why is someone who's not able to afford $200 a month in in, 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 in medicines, yeah. um, uh, you know, looking at MAID uh, uh, and hoping that they will be approved next year when it is expanded to mental illness? Um, and w- what is the dignity there, right? Where is the dignity there? I mean, it's... I, I just, mean...
0: The, the medical or the mental yeah. health industry is so messed up. <laughs> right now yeah. that it's like that is not I would not put my trust in m- mental health for this yeah. stuff like diagnosis and the, even yeah. the care well, I don't even see the care being sufficient most of the time no
1: no it's not I mean for mental illness for example uh you know I can tell you I, I went through a period of insomnia at one point and um uh, and you couldn't see a doctor in person so I had to call uh, a walk, so a walk-in clinic because I don't have a family doctor. Welcome to Canada's socialized healthcare system. I've been waiting for years to get a, uh, um, a family doctor, but uh, you know, no such luck. And um, so a doctor comes on the phone and, and he's very gruff and he says, um, um, "What can I do for you?" I say, "I said, look, I've just been dealing with a lot of great deal of insomnia. I'm not able to sleep." Um, and uh he doesn't even ask me like you know maybe maybe i should refer you to a psychiatrist or maybe a therapist let's let's uh, talk about what's going on with you blah 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 no um well i'll prescribe uh, you know this medication for you and uh come pick it up uh, at your um uh, you know come pick it up at this pharmacy and that was the end of the conversation i i got i got drugs like i mean i could have just been bullshitting him i could have just been like <laughs> I don't know.
0: Your body, um, your choice. So I mean, yeah. Why would he?
1: So there was, there was just, uh, there was uh, no effort at all uh, to, you know, made to, you know, actually spend some time chatting with me and, you know, figuring out where I was coming from. And maybe, maybe medication is not the way to go uh, here. Maybe, maybe you should um, look into certain aspects of your life. As it turns out, I realized, uh, you know, I was on it for like 10 days, and then I hated it. Hmm. Um, But I discovered uh, meditation and mindfulness. And that's Hmm. really made a huge difference. And I will never do anything like this ever again. But the, the point of this story is that the you know our our healthcare system here in Canada, which is a socialized healthcare system, uh, while free and everything, um, is 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 at a critical stage right now. It's hmm. basically falling apart. Uh, people are dying uh, of cancer. So I shared a story a couple of days ago um, where in British Columbia, people are uh, basically um, uh, dying of cancer because they can't get an appointment to get screened. By yeah. a doctor at a hospital. I mean, this is how ridiculous it is right now, yeah. um, and it's on the verge of collapse. And uh, and so you're just uh, um, you you know no, you as a patient you know doctors just have no incentive these days to take the time to get to know you and spend some time getting to know your problem. Uh, it's just you know we'll prescribe a bunch of medications and and uh, and you're on your way. And um, you know I, I meet. I mean people who sh- who shouldn't be on I mean, there are teenagers I've met who are in all kinds of like antidepressants, and they're fifteen, sixteen years old. I mean, i I, I just um mm. I, you know, it's become like almost like a trend now. you know, if you're not in an antidepressant, you're 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 not cool anymore <laughs> <laughs> so with
0: yeah. with with made, made is paid by the yeah. government. It is, what about yeah. like the funeral and the disposing of the body? Does the family have to shoulder any of that? Or once uh, you're mated, yeah. they they take care of the whole thing. They uh, maybe no, 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 send no, no. Yeah. a toenail to your mother or something <laughs> like that.
1: <laughs> no, you do have to. Uh, the government doesn't take care of your funeral expenses. So uh, some of the people I spoke with uh, for the story um, were actually fundraising on GoFundMe for their funeral expenses.
0: Not for their grocery bills, but for their funeral expenses. Yep. Okay.
1: Yeah, um, because funeral expenses—I I didn't know this, but it, it is expensive uh, to, you know, when when you uh, when you die and uh, for you to be buried or cremated and so on and so forth. So I I I spoke to a couple of people who are uh, on GoFundMe trying to get money for their funeral. Um, so in, it's it's in,
0: conceivably easier to die than it is to deal with. The consequences of your death like like it, it would take conceivably it would take more effort and resources yeah. and time to set up your funeral than to set up your
1: yeah death. uh it's also easier to set up uh, to to die uh, it's easier to get made in canada than it is to get a doctor's appointment uh, uh for I, I don't know for uh,
0: chronic pain or
1: uh, hip replacement screened, or
0: something getting screen for, for cancer? cancer
1: yeah or yeah. It, you have to wait 3 it, years it, it, for
0: a pinched it, it, nerve, but 2 weeks for Yeah.
1: Yeah, it literally is that simple. It, li- it literally is that easy and uh um I mean there are all kinds of stories of people yeah. calling calling the maid helpline and saying that look, you know, I want to die and they're like, "Okay, um <laughs> you know, how, how do we how do we assist you with that?" <laughs> um and, and 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 then and then the, the the person at the you know the the the, pa- the patient the prospective maid um applicant um uh, potential maid applicant is saying well you know my doctor my doctor is not going to approve it and the people at the other end are saying well don't worry about your doctor we have our own doctors and nurses we'll take care of you so uh, make an appointment and we'll we'll do we'll do an initial consultation and then we'll take it from there so it, it's it's really that simple. It really is that easy. And again, I po- point to the lack of um, um, uh, things in place here that
0: checks and balances, would, checks double and balances, checks and balances, and balances, yeah, yeah, Second
1: yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it it it, it truly is. I, I mean, I, I I laugh, but it's not it's not because I'm I find it funny, but it's just you know you know it just can't believe how dystopian this is how yeah. how how we've come to this point um and ironically you know when uh, when when i was researching this story um at the toronto uh film festival there was a movie playing a japanese movie um on on euthanasia, on medical assistance and dying. And it was a dystopian future um, in, 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 in Japan where the elderly are given incentives um, to, um, uh, I think it was called Plan 70 or something like that. They're given incentives. Once you turn 70, you're given these financial in- incentives. You can do anything you want for the next, I don't know, year or so, blow mm-hmm. up all your money. Just The government gives you money, go have a wild party, but then you die and yeah we're not that far from that situation to be Mm -hmm. honest with you because that's pretty much what is happening here although the government here is not giving you financial incentives to die but they're certainly making it easier for you to die they're certainly making it more accessible they're certainly opening it up uh to all kinds of groups now and uh and that that is uh definitely something to be concerned about
0: Why is this disturbing? It's hard to articulate. I want to hear you try to articulate why it's disturbing that if if somebody doesn't want to live, that they could just not live anymore.
1: Well, you know, I've grappled with this question as a classical liberal I you know I if you if you want to uh, die, if you want to, you know my body my choice, um, you know all of that. but I think we seem to be on a slippery slope here, you know, where where just about anything is enough to qualify for maid, right? Um, and especially when you look at the fact that maid is going to be expanded next year uh, to include mature minors um and uh and 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 uh, those without mental any physical health. ailments yeah. yeah and mental illness is the sole underlying condition um i think even the most hardcore libertarian would have a problem would would have serious issues would have concerns about but why what they...
0: what what is it what what what's speaking to you is it an internal voice or is it some sort of deontological uh, rational ethical principle like what what is disturbing
1: you can't vote you you can you can you can you can't vote at that age um you can't vote when you're 13 years old uh you can't drive a car you can't purchase a gun you can't join the army for example but for some reason you have the right to assisted suicide it doesn't it doesn't add up right and it just seems completely bizarre um and 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 then for mental illness now even even the proponents of maid uh who want to expand it to who wanted expanded to mental illness have a hard time agreeing what mental illness is. How do we define mental illness, right? Um, And, you know, every doctor is going to have a different opinion on what constitutes its mental illness. Um, You know, it's not like... For example, it's not like having cancer or heart disease where, you know, you can get a bunch of medical tests done mm-hmm. um, and, and it's very clear. You, you're at a certain stage in your, it, 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 with your cancer. You're at a cer- certain stage with, when, it, when it comes to your heart disease or uh, so on. But what about mental illness? Um, there are people who've had mental illness most of their lives, but they're, they're alive, they're doing well, they've, uh, um, you know, Come out dealt of it with somehow, it yeah. yeah yeah so it's 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 really a dangerous territory t- territory we're looking at and 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 then so you know the law has just been made progressively looser and looser um and 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 the and the thing is that you have the experts um who support it and the government will go along with these experts um and 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 so the only pushback you're getting uh, here are these stories in the media um mm-hmm. you know and people just shocked at how uh, um uh, you know uh, uh, loose the main yeah. regime here yeah. in canada is um but also you know i, I think about it from the perspective of society uh, you know as an individual uh, you know as a, as you know if if you're a libertarian you're you're looking at the individual um you know maximizing their their utility right um they're 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 basically um um doing what is in their best interest um so the individual individual is everything the family is nothing um and this is where i think say for example the far left and the hardcore libertarian actually have a lot in common um but but you know but individuals are bound together in a in a family um and the decision an individual makes um uh, impacts the family at large um so What I'm trying to say here is, you know, I I have a training in economics and I'm looking at it from an economics perspective Mm -hmm. where where the household is optimizing, you know, they're maximizing for the best outcome. Um, And it's not the individuals doing that separately. It's the household as a unit. Um, So. If you use that, you use that and apply to MAID, It gives you a very different perspective on mate. Um, and so, so you know, I, I would say you have to consider the full impact on the family, uh, and by extension, society at large, the larger community. Mm-hmm. Um, and which, which, after all, you know, let's face it, is a web of interconnected families, um, as yeah. as opposed to um, everybody just deciding for themselves, right? So and this is this is hmm. this is where I'm going with it you know I've I've grappled with this and this is why I think that you know we this is really going into a very dangerous area
0: There's this um there's this uh, kind of couple paragraphs in the middle of your article where you yeah. compare and contrast two doctors. And one doctor is adhering to the do no harm principle. Yeah. And the other doctor thinks that that is archaic. And when I listen to that second doctor's like, well, yeah. how does he know what he's doing? And he, it goes it goes back to dignity. So this is a moral question. This is a mm-hmm. very big moral question. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I I wonder if it's. It's becoming increasingly progressively easier to access doctor assisted death because there's no shared moral framework anymore, or that the moral framework that valued life, yeah, as sacred or is something that cannot be you know you you protect life yeah. that that had already been gone. And so everything else is it, it just seems to me that that's kind of a kind of a bigger yeah. philosophical question but like what you were saying just with that one interaction with a doctor and an insomnia he didn't care about you and your life yeah it was like okay you're a body i'm going to give you this chemical and we're going to go on yeah there's no there's no holistic and then you had to find that meaning yourself
1: exactly which is great from a
0: libertarian or a liberal point of view you get to opt into a belief system but if if that belief system isn't in society at large like it society at large is just gonna Yeah, it is. It
1: is. It is a very um, I mean, there is a moral dilemma here, for sure, uh, in the sense that, you know, I'm exercising my choice to do whatever it is to my body. But at the same time, I rely on the system. Um, Mm. You know, I rely on, I'm not a doctor, uh, and I expect doctors. Now, the Hippocratic Oath, I mean, going back to these two doctors. So this one doctor, Dr. Warner, says, I'm old-fashioned Hippocratic oath do no harm basically that's where i'm coming from and uh, and this other doctor says hippocratic oath what is that like i you know i i gave up on that a long time ago um you know it's it's very archaic it doesn't do anything to address uh current issues and uh and uh you know medical assistance in dying is as old as time itself in a sense and we're just trying to make it easier because um uh you know we're just we're just uh we're just trying to yeah, we're just trying to make it more accessible so people can access it with, uh, you know, die with, with dignity and, and so on and so forth. So you even within the medical profession, you, you, you know, you have doctors openly saying, I don't believe in the Hippocratic Oath anymore. What do you do? Would you go to a doctor who says, I don't believe in the Hippocratic Oath? I don't know. It makes me feel a bit uncomfortable.
0: Well, he, I, what I was saying is that he still believes in something. But yeah. it's this other thing that's, you can you have to judge it by the fruits, right? He, yeah. he says this yeah. word dignity, but there's a lot yeah. in that word. And I, I'm just challenging anybody listening to this, looking into this, yeah. that if you yeah. see that word dignity, it's just like equity in the racial debate in America. Yeah. Equity, what does that yeah. really, what does equity really mean? Everybody mm-hmm. has a mm-hmm. a different, it, it's one of these yeah. weird words that gets to do yeah. a lot of work to yeah. to make the process of political change expedient.
1: Yeah by the way on dignity I mean this is um a point uh worth making uh this is something um worth pointing to which is uh there's a well-known doctor uh he's an anesthesiologist he's actually Canadian and he uh he's he practices in the US I'm not quite sure where but um and he's he's been at the forefront of um pointing this out that there's nothing dignified with uh, when it about medical assistance and dying, the medications that are administered to these patients actually cause a lot of pain. um and he's he's um documented this, he's studied this, he's published. and uh, and so you know, he's and he's actually challenged the term dignity um, uh, yeah. m- many times. He says this, what is so dignified about someone? basically you know um giving up uh, y- yeah and then just in pain There, there it's actually a very very painful procedure um and so he says you know this you know they say that you know you you're just put to sleep and your your heart basically stops you're struggling to breathe i mean all kinds of things happen to you where's the dignity in that i'm it, it's 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 a really weird word to use for sure Yeah, uh, but um uh, you know like i said i mean we we've employed these terms to kind of um make, normalize all of these uh, very very important um uh, top uh, morally uh, um uh, you know these moral dilemmas you know that you know you're dying with dignity or you're i don't know transitioning with grace i i don't know i that's yeah. that's more your 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 your, your uh, area but you know you you know what i mean like it's it's just um Uh, we've just romanticized these, uh, these things with debt doulas, debt cafes. And uh, um, Hmm. uh, yeah, I don't don't know.
0: Hmm. So Rupa, where is your work usually found? and, And what is your work broadly about? And how can people follow you and contact you?
1: yeah so i write uh for barry wise is common sense and um i um so you they can find my stories there but i also write um a column for the national post uh in canada um and so they can find my work there as well and then i have a podcast for true north um which is uh, an independent media outlet here in canada and it's a weekly podcast and i look you know, uh, deal, um, uh, talk about a range of different issues, uh, every week. Uh, but typically, I mean, I, I tend to focus on, I mean, there's nothing specific. I mean, I'm not, I'm not like a tech reporter or uh, mm-hmm. uh, someone who works, um, on the fashion health beat. Issues, yeah. <laughs> or the fashion beat. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, although that would be fun, but, um, uh, uh, you know, just anything that that I find interesting and uh, the intersection of government and society uh, it really fascinates hmm. me. And so uh, anything in that area um, uh, grabs my attention. And if I can find something, I write about it. So
0: mm-hmm. I this is a different interview from normal. I usually catch everything in the biography, but we're kind of pressed for time. and This is a really powerful, complex topic. Uh, so yeah. what just kind of to wrap up, like what drives your what? tends to make you most curious and engaged and and where you like you really i gotta i gotta go after this story like when you look at the pattern of what you end up producing like what do you see as your driving force
1: wow yeah i have uh that's a great question um i i just i'm just intellectually curious i just uh when i when i latch on to an idea um i'm very obsessed I get very obsessive you know i won't let it go and um you know i i uh, pursue it relentlessly and um and again i mean depending on um, what the topic is like the the, the story on made was uh, you know I, I knew that this was very important and um mm. and it had to be done in a certain way and um and and and, and mm. um and hopefully you know it, it's had some kind of an impact on the debate here in canada and elsewhere actually because other countries are also looking at this um and especially the uk i believe at this at, at this uh right now as we speak but um no what what drives me really is just my i guess just general intellectual curiosity about uh, certain topics and um i just um yeah Pretty much hmm. what drives you, Ben. I'm, or, <laughs> I'm just it, passionate about certain issues. And, yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Is there, is there um, a particular topic that was really frivolous that you really just got super geeked out about in, in recently over the last few years of writing and stuff? I think was really it was s- it, silly it, it, come to mind. Like, it's just some weird thing that was not completely morbid. The made thing's really weird. But like yeah. another kind of quirky
1: not so social thing.
0: phenomenon uh, th-
1: no i no I, I think i generally tend to work on these <laughs> deeply existential issues <laughs> 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 i i maybe that's what drives me i think i'm just mm. obsessed with uh, existential issues and um mm. um yeah um I, I i i can't say it i mean i done anything like that but like for example the truckers protest Mm. i think that was that was uh that was that was fun um did that change
0: your political perspective or were you kind of on kind of already kind of thinking kind of like the truckers kind of were thinking or did that
1: oh yeah 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 no i've always been um I've always been like this I mean a part of it has to do with my background I partly grew up in the Middle East I partly grew up in India two very different places but but they both challenged me intellectually uh uh with respect to things like uh individual liberties um uh, religion and uh, so on and so forth uh, and 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 my 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 position as a female uh in mm. in, 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 in both societies and so I always, That, I think from from when I was maybe 13 years old, 14 years old, I, you know, quickly developed a very, very independent streak. Uh, You know, I I was very, very... you know i challenged everything around me um uh, which caused a lot of grief to oh, you think my parents <laughs> yeah. i was gonna ask <laughs> especially when you live in the middle east you know you never challenge authority and uh, oh wow you know, yeah 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 okay. and so i was always doing that with my teachers and uh, so and when and did so you
0: end up in canada how old were you
1: I came here when I was 19, uh, 18 years old in, uh, 1998.
0: So you came to the free, the free West where it was very liberal, open. Oh,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. And that uh, was a breath of fresh air. You have no idea like how Mm. liberating it was for me. I came to Canada and, uh, um, you know, I, I, I I no longer had to be deferential to my elders. I no Mm. longer had to be afraid of questioning things and, you know, I could be myself and uh, there was no looking back. Um, And so what I've experienced in Canada over the last couple of years is the opposite of what I experienced when I first came to this country. We've actually, um, there's been a fair bit of backsliding uh, as far as these things are concerned and the things that I care about. uh, um, And uh, I've pointed this out many, many times uh, uh, through my writing and in social media. And um, I've seen a shift here in Canada and that was um and that all came together during the truckers protest because the protests um were about standing up for one's rights um and for one's liberties and for your you don't want to get vaccinated but you're being forced to get vaccinated to keep your job Mm -hmm. these are people who were, you know just average Canadians standing up for their individual rights and freedoms but they were portrayed as far right and violent Violent thugs and uh, and 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 there's actually a public undesirable.
0: inquiry.
1: Yeah, and the prime minister invoked the emergencies act yeah. uh, and froze um, his finance minister. Kansas. God. yeah I mean for fifty dollars you uh you donated to the cause and you found yourself uh, um locked out of the financial system um and you know you have uh, you 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 have a family you have young kids uh to feed I mean to take care of I mean this is this is outrageous I mean, and he he, he that... made
0: no step to actually diplomatically meet with them he would not dignify no, them with did, his he,
1: yeah he refused to meet them he refused to meet them and i know that they the protesters i mean i spoke to so many of them and this was the basis of my story for barry wise which is how i began writing for her uh every one of them i mean i you know i'm a person of color not that i need to flag that but um he it, it becomes relevant because they're being portrayed as racist yeah. and you know bunch of crazies and here I was like walking every day I'd spend like 10 12 hours with them every day and then spoke to the truckers the protesters you name it and it was it was like like uh you know it was just like a winter carnival uh with some of the friendliest people on the planet and uh and what's ironic is that they inspired I think everybody else around the world you know these are people who uh stood here in the freezing cold you know they slept overnight minus minus twenty. Five degrees Celsius um uh, you know I don't know what that's in Fahrenheit but uh you know it's cold yeah. <laughs> whatever it is in Fahrenheit it's very very cold so it, it took a lot of um it, it showed their resilience you know their their passion for what they were standing up for and um and 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 so you know so to answer your question I of course you know I I respected that I was you know even if I don't necessarily respect a cause. Um, I respect someone's right to protest peacefully. I mean that is a basic tenet of uh, of living. Uh, you know, one of the basic tenets of living in a liberal democracy, um, your right to free expression and your right to uh, protest uh, peacefully, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what they were doing. But um, unfortunately. They were, um, um, you know, there was an attempt to denigrate them and to um, and to uh, try to discredit them really as a bunch of racist white supremacists, which they were not. Yeah. And um, and and so. uh, you know, it, it, as as someone who believes in these uh, classical liberal values, and they're very dear to me, of course, I totally uh, saw where they were coming from. And, and
0: when when Justin Trudeau goes on Twitter to support the hijab burning in Iran, yeah, what did you think about that? Like having lived in the Middle East, watch yeah. the trucker, watch watch his hypocrisy on that.
1: Well, I, I can take you uh, um, before, uh, prior to the hijab burning, and even prior to the truckers' protest. I can tell you when, uh, and I've spent I spent almost a decade in India, um, in between, uh, and then re- returned to Canada in 2019. Um, and uh, so, so I know India uh, a fair bit. And there was this um, farmer's protest in India in December of 2020. Um, And it was a protest, Uh, the farmers were protesting against a bill um, that would essentially see uh, many of them losing their livelihoods and and so they were in and, canada of, or in india in, in india in okay. india okay. Uh, so this was a bill uh, in, in in india and the farmers were agitating against this bill and uh, um and it was it was you know it was a really big protest they basically brought the uh, capital new delhi to a standstill they'd blocked uh highways sound familiar uh, they blocked uh, uh, the main uh, streets, and um, and I know people living there uh, found it uh, very, you know, it was very inconvenient and uh, found it to be a nuisance. Uh, and the Indian government could really do nothing to get them out. The protests uh, went on for a year and a half. But what happened in December of 2020 is Prime Minister Justin Trudeau uh, basically um Uh, you know, told the Indian government that they need to dialogue with the protesters, with the farmers. Um, (laughs) and And it created a diplomatic incident because the Indian government was like, it's none of your business. This is a domestic Indian matter. And, Wait, is um, this for
0: from? Is this where that one photo of him, like dressed up as uh, in the at the Taj Mahal, wearing oh, no, traditional no, garb, total appropriation?
1: Uh, no, that, no, that's the disastrous India visit from twenty eighteen, <laughs> where he and his family. Um, it was a previous know,
0: diplomatic disaster.
1: <laughs> a previous diplomatic disaster, and and really, you know, that oh. kind of. Um, um did it for him in india i mean no one takes him seriously like even the mm. prime minister didn't the prime minister narendra Modi didn't um um you know go to receive him uh, this is the prime minister of canada coming to visit india and the prime minister didn't show up he sent he sent someone in the agriculture ministry to receive <laughs> him at the airport <laughs> and um I, yeah that 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 was uh that was like a watching a train wreck in you know in slow motion like every day there was something right every day there was something going on with um, trudeau and his family and they were um you know and, uh, and a former terrorist showed up at one of his events in mumbai and uh, how how did he manage to get in you know god only knows so i you know it was just a it was a stupid visit uh, they spent a whole bunch of money going to india uh and accomplished nothing mm-hmm. and uh, and by the way nobody in india dresses that way seriously <laughs> nobody nobody in india wears those clothes except if you're um at a wedding yeah uh, or yeah. or in a or, in, or or a wedding in a bollywood movie um yeah. nobody does this like like everyday wear is very basic in India, so this it was just he they just it's went amazing. overboard with this yeah. with with the namaste and with the with with the clothing. It was um it was very embarrassing. I was in India at that time and I was just uh, literally like <laughs> pulling my hair out because I couldn't believe like how bad it was. Um and uh, but but then you know going back to Justin Trudeau's hypocrisy. You know, he's telling the Indian government to 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 reach out to the protesters, protesting uh, civil disobedience. Um, he's saying all the things that I've been saying about the uh, about the truckers protest. But he just refused to meet meet with the w- w- with the truckers. I mean, there's just glaring hypocrisy here. Mm-hmm. And, um, and 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 one of the one of the one of the theories is that he and this is this is stuff that's coming out in this public inquiry into the emergencies act which justin trudeau invoked this public inquiry has been going on now for the last month or so and uh they're cross-examining government witnesses justin trudeau i i believe is expected to take the stand at some point in the coming weeks and uh so you're hearing a lot of interesting things here you have the intelligence agencies all levels of law enforcement they're saying these guys didn't pose a security threat at all. They were a grassroots movement. They were um, pissed off about the vaccine mandates. I mean, who wouldn't be? Uh, Your livelihood has been taken away from you. And you're saying, fuck Trudeau. Like that's Like, oh, my God, that's anti-government sentiment. So we need to do something right away and uh, and invoke the Emergencies Act. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's like uh, this is just, uh, you know, straight out out of the tin pot dictator playbook playbook in in a sense. And uh, but the security agencies didn't see the need for this Emergencies Act. They didn't see these guys posing a national security threat. uh it was just the mainstream media and mm-hmm. uh the prime minister's office mm-hmm. um which mm-hmm. uh, and they were in complete uh mm-hmm. they were they were completely synchronized in their mm-hmm. messaging like mm-hmm. really feeding into each other and uh, and bef- and and this is this is this is what happened so yeah, the um, the establishment here, the liberal esta- establishment here, has been extremely hypocritical. You know, they um, will point to countries like India. You know, the, there's a backsliding of uh, um, there's a back, uh, rights and that sort of thing happening in India. Uh, look at what uh, Modi's doing. And you know, for the record, I have criticized the Prime Minister of India on numerous occasions, uh, but. But they justify these draconian measures here. It's it, it truly is extraordinary. Um, yeah. Having anti-government sentiment is not a crime in a liberal democracy. If you if you don't like the government, you criticize the government, or, or you. Well, uh,
0: if you're not in a liberal democracy, though, no harm no yeah. foul, right? You just you didn't yeah, you mean, didn't tell everybody beforehand that you turned off the liberalism when it ran aground your your policy right
1: right. i well i i don't know when it happened here when it happened in canada but it certainly has happened uh i you know you have these officials basically saying with a straight face that they can they that they that they uh find that they can that, that they're able to rationalize these measures because they're um they're 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 trying to uh you know protect our freedoms, which they're not they're actually being very illiberal and these are these are the same people the same same progressives who will um, uh, who preach the rest of the world uh, who lecture mm-hmm. the rest of the world but they're not capable of uh, introspecting at what is happening uh, uh, here at home so yeah yeah
0: yeah do do you see uh, the tribunal or the inquiry having any impact or is it just a show
1: it's it's just a um, it, so once the emergencies act is uh, invoked, the public inquiry is a natural consequence of that. They're required to hold it. Mm. It's it's it has no teeth, so it can it can just be put aside and ignored and Justin Trudeau doesn't even have to do anything um but uh, i think i think where its value comes into um uh, into the picture for me is that you're hearing all of these yeah. uh, testimonies you're d- seeing the cross examination you're seeing how the sausage is made you're seeing um what exactly happens in this country you're seeing the professionalism of um of 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 of, of uh, various branches of government you're you and you're seeing how how we're actually being governed in in mm-hmm. in moments of crisis, and it's not a good look. It's not a good look. Yeah. It all it tells me is that, um, and you know, having lived overseas, you know, in is especially in India, I've always uh, been very critical of. India, the world's largest democracy, you know, should do better on these things like rights and freedoms and um, and that that kind of thing. And there has been a backsliding of that over there for sure. Um, I always thought that the pandemic would make countries like India uh, go more authoritarian. I don't think that's happened in in the Indian case. I don't think that's happened at all. In fact, the pandemic uh, briefly, yes, there was a uh, a total lockdown of the country for a couple of months and then they quickly came out of it. But I don't, I haven't seen India getting worse. What I've seen are countries like Canada, countries in the West, they've used the pandemic to really aggressively, uh, you know, go the authoritarian way uh and uh that is quite extraordinary i never expected that to happen i i always thought that our rights and freedoms would be protected here but that hasn't been the case
0: hmm. amazing stuff uh, we, we we have a hard stop here so thank you so much rupa uh for for sharing for coming on and for bringing up this huge issue that i'm going to spend more time uh, investigating your work is excellent your writing is just on point and you really know how to tell a story so I'll, I'll link people so they can find it and uh your twitter too do you want people following you on twitter or are you sure
1: yeah okay. yeah it's just at rupa subramania so okay um yeah they can find me there i'm pretty active there but thank you ben for having me on your show uh like i said i I'm a big fan of yours, and uh, this was a real pleasure, and I I hope we get a chance to um, talk once again.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I have more questions to ask.